Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, uh, have you ever played a sport where you had a great coach? Uh, And I mean somebody who was really good. I grew up playing rec league basketball and soccer, and I will just say that I had a string of not so great coaches in those places. Usually they were dads who would just basically hold the bench down and get us in the game, and they would yell at us every now and then. But in seventh grade, I had Coach Hunter. He was the soccer coach for my middle school team. He was different than any coach I had ever played for. He was enthusiastic for one thing. He would run up and down the field in practice and in games, yelling at us and encouraging us, calling out something that we did right or correcting something that we did wrong. He had a plan. Coach Hunter did. He uh, told us where we were supposed to go, and he told us what we were supposed to, to do, and he helped us see the bigger picture. He made us believe that we could win every game, even the conference championship, and we did. He was uh, funny. He knew how to lighten things up by embarrassing one of us in front of everybody else, sometimes all in good fun, of course, and maybe the main thing was this. We knew that he cared about us. He knew our names. He took an interest in each of us. He wanted us to be successful. He believed in us. Coach Hunter was a great coach. He was invested in us in every way that a great coach does. We're starting a new series today, and it's called Game Plan. Sometimes during a game, you have to call a timeout and make sure the team is on the same page everybody pulling in the same direction. We thought it was time to call a timeout and make sure that we're on the same page as a church, because if we're going to accomplish our goals, we're going to get, uh, we're going to do that because we do it together. And it's going to happen because everybody here is on board and everybody's pulling in the same direction. It will happen because people are discovering and then putting into play their unique gifts and getting out of the stands and onto the court. It's gonna happen because those of you who are new and just sniffing around the edges of this place decide that you're on the team. Now, the reality is that, that Jesus is like our head coach. Now, he's way more than just a coach, don't get me wrong here, he's savior and Lord and redeemer and our friend, and so many other things. But he also, like a coach, lays out a strategy for us based on following in his footsteps, doing what he did with people that that we employ at Love Lake Norman. And over the next four weeks, we're gonna talk about this strategy. We're gonna spell it out. We're gonna give you some specifics on how you can apply it to your own life and how we can all play our part effectively. Our ultimate goal, our mission, which has been in place from day one in this church, is this. It's, it's to help people find and follow Jesus. Now, that's just a restatement of what's known as the Great Commission in the Bible. It's what Jesus did and what he asks all of his followers to do. It's nothing new. It's just how we have chosen to say it. We want to help you find Jesus because we believe that the best way to live is by finding him, surrendering to him, and then following him. Now, That's a big mission, it's a a, a huge one, the biggest one, and it drives everything that we do here, everything that happens in kids' ministry, in student ministry, in small groups, 
in our guest experience team, in the production, in our worship teams, and in our love local ministry, in our staff, in our advisory teams. Everything is driven by that one mission. How can we help people find and follow Jesus? And sometimes, really often, we need to drill that down into specifics. And we've done that in the past with, with goals like, we wanna launch this church with at least 100 people, and we did that. With goals like, we wanna create a Sunday experience where people feel like they can belong before they believe. In other words, you can come and you can explore without feeling like you have to already be a Christian or believe everything. There was a point where, where we thought we were moving to Huff High School and that, that became a rallying cry as an expression of the mission until God and, and, and COVID had other plans for us. And so back in this spring, we made the move to occupy this facility at the Oak Street Mill full time and that opportunity for us opened up and we felt like God was saying, now's the time. And so we did. And now we're a fourth of the way through a two-year lease, and there will no doubt be facility-related conversations that we're already having and that we will have in the future about what facilities help us to best accomplish the goal of helping people find and follow Jesus, helping more people do that. But right now, I want to say, along with our staff team and our advisory team, that, that I believe that our next goal is to offer a life-giving relationship with Jesus to more people in our community to expand our circle, to grow. In fact, we believe that our next goal in accomplishing this mission is this. We wanna see 200 people regularly attending Love Lake Norman by the end of this year. Now, it's a numerical goal, and here's why this is important. Healthy things grow, healthy things just grow. I, I have some flowers by my mailbox that I planted several weeks ago, they're pansies. If you know anything about pansies, you know that they like the cold, but I planted them in the heat and they are about to die. They are not healthy anymore, they're just hanging on. Healthy things grow. The, the church, if it's truly a healthy church, it grows too. Now each number is a person that you know, that, that I know. Each of those people were created by God and, and, and someone who's being pursued by God. They were given gifts by God and they're in a family, they're in relationships, they have influence. They have an eternity that they will either spend with God or without him. And, and that's why we wanna grow, because healthy things grow and because there are people all around us who need God in their life. It's not just because we wanna have a bunch of numbers here and, and pat ourselves on the back about that, but we're also not gonna shy away from growth either because I wanna see my neighbor come to know Jesus. I, I wanna see the parents on my son's basketball team come to know Jesus. I wanna see life change happen. We want that and that happens as we grow, one person at a time. So we're gonna throw everything we have at this. We're gonna do an, an awareness campaign because our community has to become more aware of, of who Love Lake Norman is. We're gonna do some social media, we're gonna do some signage and all of those things, we're gonna do invite cards, all, all that stuff is important. When we do Love Gives this year, which is our year-end giving campaign, you're gonna hear more about that soon. Part of that is gonna to go towards us expanding our reach, our footprint in the Lake Norman area because people need to know that we are here. But people come to church, people come to Jesus, through other people. Most of us were invited here by somebody, and if you weren't, just think about when you accepted Christ, if you're a Christian. Someone brought you, someone impacted your life, somebody invited you somewhere, somebody cared enough to share Jesus 
with you. We have a four-part strategy here, and, and so each of the next four weeks, we're going to break down one piece of it and then encourage you to take a step into it with us. And that strategy is simply this, invest, invite, grow, and go. And today, we're, we're going to take that first word, the word invest. When I've told this story before, when my brother was 16, I was 14, we had a 1968 Mustang. My dad bought that for $2,000, okay? He spent $2,000 fixing it up. I wrecked it, and in the process, I learned what the word totaled means, and we spent $2,000 more to fix it, even though it was totaled, and we sold it later, he did, for $2,000. Now, uh, great investment in his kids, maybe not the greatest financial investment in the world. We like investments that pay off. We, we talk about getting a good ROI, a good return on investment. But we also make more than just financial investments, right? We invest in our family, in our kids, in lessons and practices in school. Just time itself, it's a huge investment we make in them. Our career, time, education, and training. We invest in our marriage with dates, with conversation, with spiritual encouragement. We want to invest ourselves into things that are valuable, that have a great return, that, that pay off in the end. And that is actually the key to accomplishing this mission together to help people find and follow Jesus. Now, Jesus was a master at determining what was a valuable use of his time and what wasn't. He was purposeful in every single thing that he did on earth. And he chose one place in particular to invest all of himself. And there's a great picture of it that's found in the book of Matthew chapter nine. I wanna read that to you this, uh, today. It, it says, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. And so Matthew got up and followed him. Now, here was Matthew, a tax collector. I know you already know this, but tax collectors were the lowest of the low. They worked for Rome. They stole money from their own people. They took money off of the top of the tax. And Jesus comes to him and he says, follow me. And Matthew did. Imagine being an outcast. And here's this guy, Jesus, walking up. He looks at you. You know about him. You're nervous. And he calls you to follow him. Not only did he follow him, but later on, he, Jesus in, he says, we're going to be eating at your house for dinner. What matters to Jesus more than anything else? People. People matter to Jesus. They have limitless value in his eyes. It says that later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the, the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? <laughs> Jesus went to a dinner party at Matthew's house with, with it says, many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. And the Pharisees the religious leaders, their perspective of this day was, that makes no sense, Jesus, it's too risky. You're risking your reputation. They might steal from you. It's a waste of your time. There's nothing that they could do for you. For Jesus, it makes total sense, and here's why. He explains it. When Jesus heard all that, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want to, you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. The, the sinners Jesus was around, they weren't pretending they were anybody but themselves. They, they owned who they were. And I think that's one of the things that Jesus loved about them. The Pharisees were sinners and they pretended not to be. The others were just honest about it. See this for what it is. Jesus makes a values-based decision from, with his time. 
He makes it based on what he values. I'm spending time with them because they need me. I love them. And this is why I came. And I think there's three things that Jesus did when it came to investing in people that we can do too, that we need to do if we're going to be a healthy church together. The first one is simply this. Jesus loved them just as they were. The investment we need to make is in people like Jesus, loving them, loving the people around us just as they are. And maybe you need to grow in this. Maybe I need to grow in this. The people aren't projects. They're people. This isn't a bait and switch or an I'm going to try to sell you something or anything like that. Uh, Any of those kinds of things. People can smell that coming a mile away, right? Who are the people that God has placed in your life? who don't know him yet? And and how are you showing them you care about them? Maybe it's time to ask God to help grow your heart for people because love takes time and intentionality. So let me ask you this question, who are you investing yourself in? Jesus loved people. The second thing he did was that he made time for them on their turf. He, He went to them before he asked them to come with him. He goes to find them. Are you making time for people on on their turf? Are you going where people live and work and play? And you might need to grow in this. I might need to grow in in this. And first, ask yourself, what am I already doing in my life that maybe I need to look at differently? How can you strategically use the time you're already spending at rec league sports or at, at school or in your, in your neighborhood. Uh, a long time ago when my kids were little, we had a babysitting co-op that we did this with and we had strategic time on other people's turf. Maybe it's shopping strategically, like going to the same places and getting to know the same cashiers, the same people over and over again. What parties in your neighborhood are you attending or what parties are you, are you throwing? Are you creating opportunities to hang out and invest your time into people? And just show them that you love them. Just show them that you care. Jesus didn't wait until they changed. He went to them on their turf, just as they were. And because of this, the third thing that he did was true as well. Jesus earned the right to speak the truth to them. He earned the right. It's been said that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's just true. It's true. We have to earn the right to be heard. And that takes time and love and getting on their turf and being intentional. And again, this is not a bait and switch or like an, I'm trying to get you to join my team or buy my products kind of thing. This is about earning the right to at some point extend an invitation to come to church At some point, it's been an invitation to eventually follow Jesus, uh, believing that following Jesus is the best way to live. It's about being honest with people. The the early church was completely committed to this word, invest. They were constantly investing themselves into the people around them. It wasn't some scheme. It It was just their way of life because that's what they'd seen Jesus do. Paul, The Apostle Paul instructs the church like this. He says, be wise in the way that you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. From the book of Colossians. Make the most of every opportunity. In other words, look at every interaction you have with people as purposeful, as something God might want to use in their lives. Let your conversations be full of grace, he says. No judgment. Stay away from divisive issues that are peripheral to Jesus. Issues that focus more on maybe behavior than relationship. Christianity is not a behavior. 
It's not about behavior modification. It's about a life-giving relationship with God. Let your conversations, he also says, be seasoned with salt. Jesus called them sinners in passing. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say do that with your friends. Uh, but later on, they said, hey, remember when you called us sinners? And it started this conversation, which started their lives moving in a different direction. It, for us, it could be uh, just an invite to church that you make to people, offering this a little bit of salt, like a, a little taste of what it means to follow Christ. Or maybe it's just a conversation about your faith, that the church exists as a partner with you to reach people missing from the family of God. That's what the church is about. So let your conversations be seasoned appropriately, seasoned with salt. When you invest in people, you're doing exactly what Jesus did. And every investment you make but two in your life will, will disappear. All your money is going to go to somebody else eventually, and all your property is going to stay right where it is and degrade, and all of your toys are going to get old and rusty. And if that's the only investment you're making, those are bad investments. But there are two things that are going to last forever. One is your relationship with God. The second is your investment into people who are far from God. And, and today we're starting something that, that we're calling Find Your Five. And here's the challenge. Identify five people that you are currently investing in or want to be in, investing your time into. Five people that maybe you go to school with or live near or work with or know socially. or Maybe you interact with these people at the grocery store. Who are your five? Who are your five? We're calling it Find Your Five. I want to ask you to write their names down. Uh, put them in a note in your, um, in your phone. Begin to pray for them and ask God to open up spiritual conversations, asking him for influence in their lives, committing yourself to take in the time to listen to them, to care for them, to love them. Begin to simply invest in their lives without the expectation of a return. But just because you love them, who are your five? And then next week, we're going to move from invest to the second part of our strategy, invite. And we're going to look at how we can be people who regularly invite others to, in, to experience the greatest thing possible with their lives. A life-giving, life-altering, life-changing forever relationship with Jesus. We want to be a church that helps people find and follow Jesus, and that's going to happen when we do that together. Let me pray for us. God, would you help our church um, love people well? Would you give us a spirit of investment, not just financial investment, God, but a spirit of, an, uh, of I wanna pour myself, my, my resources, what I have into the people around me. For, for those of us who have grown complacent in this area, of life, would you help us to catch fire again? Would you put five people in our world, five people in our lives who we can begin to pray for, who we can really name, that we can start to invest ourselves in and be um, uh, just, just, just be people who love and care for them well, just like you did, Jesus. Let us be intentional with the people around us. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. 
please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.